Good afternoon. We are going to talk about the Jennifer Janes case here. We have 10 pages from the Smith County Sheriff's Office. Report for 19-28456. Nature is a suicide. How it was received was a 911 line. Address 1327 Bridal Path Lane in Lindale, Texas. 75771. We're going to go quickly here through these 10 pages. And we'll see what everybody thinks. So, I've got a couple witnesses on page number 2. Page 3 gives us some more information about the people involved in the incident report and the supplemental reports. Here is the narrative for one of the officers. This is on page 4. Officer Wedgworth. Looks like his number is 993. Here's what he says. While on patrol, I heard the SO dispatch give out a suicide call on 1327 Bridal Path in Hideaway Lake. I was close to the location, so I checked en route to the location. A short time later, I arrived along with EMS. When I made entry, I saw a young white female laying on the floor and an older white female doing CPR on her. When I first looked at the subject, I could tell that she had been deceased for some time. Myself and the EMS crew took the older female outside, and I secured the scene and waited on other units to arrive. SCSO Deputy Unit Number 32 was the first to arrive. I stood by to keep the scene secure. No further action was taken by me. It's page 4. Go to page 5. This is another officer, Officer McClanahan, number 579. Page 1 of the supplemental report. This is dated 11-25-2019 at 16:41 military time. Watch guard video? No. Body camera? Yes. Audio? Yes. Photos? No. Vehicle seized? No. Vehicle location? No. And here is what Officer McClanahan writes. On Monday, November 25, 2019, I, Detective Sean McClanahan, along with Detective Drew Shepard and Detective Josh DeCur, were called to a suicide at 1327 Bridal Path Lane in Lindale, Smith County, Texas. Upon arrival to the Hideaway Lake subdivision where the residence sits to the north side of Bridal Path Lane, facing to the southwest, the residence, a single-family brick home, tan in color. We were advised by Deputy Wedgworth that the deceased was in a backroom building unattached to the residence. I walked into the room and observed a white female lying on her back. I observed a large wound to the left temple of her head. I observed the chair where the deceased was sitting had a large pool of blood on the floor. To the left side. To the left side. I noticed a firearm sitting under the deceased's right hand. I later found out that EMS had turned the body around on her back and that she was sitting in the chair when she was found. The firearm was a FN 5.7. The family did not know where she got the gun. Justice of the Peace Dunklin arrived on scene and advised we could examine the deceased. I checked the right side of her temple to see if there was an exit wound. As I felt the side of her head, I found a single bullet just under her hairline. 
I then spoke with the deceased mother who confirmed she was left-handed, consistent with the wound and scene. It's page five. Go to page six, Officer Wedgworth, 993. Dated 11-26-2019, military time. Watch guard video, yes. Body camera, yes. Audio, yes. Photos, yes. Vehicle seized, no. Vehicle location, no. I, Deputy B. Wedgworth, was dispatched to a suicide at 1327 Bridal Path Lane. It was learned by dispatch that a white female later identified as Jennifer Janes had taken her own life with a self-inflicted gunshot to the left side of her head with a F with a FNN 5.7 caliber pistol. Upon my arrival, Mrs. Janes was in the floor, and EMS had determined that they were not going to work the corpse due to lividity and rigor having already set in, and the body was cold to the touch. I observed there to be no signs of forced entry or foul play involved in Mrs. Jane's death. I notified Sergeant Hatton of all the details of the case, and he made the determination after the body had been moved, and there was no evidence of an exit wound on the body to call for detectives to the scene. Deputy D. Thompson held the scene and kept a crime scene log until detectives arrived and determined that the death was in fact from a gunshot wound and there was no need for an autopsy and they released the scene and body to the funeral home after Justice of the Peace Dunklin from PCT 2, Precinct 2, arrived and conducted an inquest. Detectives took several items from the home to continue the investigation. Nothing further at this time. Deputy B. Wedgeworth, number 32. That's on page 6. So let's go to page 7. And this is Officer D. Thompson. And his number is 438. This was filled out on 11-26-2019 at 18:36 military time. Watch guard video, yes. Body camera, yes. Audio, yes. Photos, blank. Vehicle C's, blank. Vehicle location, blank. On 11-25-2019, I, Deputy D. Thompson, was dispatched to 1327 Bridal Path Lane in reference to a suicide. I arrived and assisted Deputy B. Wedgworth in gathering information and starting the crime scene log. D. Thompson, number 49. Very short. Page number 8. This is Officer D. Shepard, 1103. This is his number. Dated 12-23-2019 at 9-16-16. Watch guard video, no. Body camera, yes. Audio, yes. Photos, no. Vehicle seized, no. Vehicle location, no. 11-25-2019, S.D. Shepard. On 11-25-2019, SCSO Detective S. McClanahan and I responded to 1327 Bridal Path, Lindale, Smith County, Texas, on a report of a dead person, possible suicide. We met Detective J. DeCour at the residence. We were escorted through the main residence and into the backyard to a detached building where the body of the deceased was located. 
1327 Bridal Path, Lindale, Smith County, Texas, was a single-family residence located in the Hideaway subdivision. The house was painted brown brick with composite roofing with the front door facing south southwest. The small building office where the deceased was found was located in the backyard of the property towards the west fence line. The building was a wooden mobile-style construction sitting slightly off of the ground. The only entrance the only entrance door was located on the east side of the building towards the south of the building. Deputy Wedgworth gave us a brief overview of the situation. Deputy, Deputy T. Goodman was on scene and told us that he arrived with EMS and they found the deceased inside the backyard building. The mother of the deceased was besides her per performing CPR. EMS checked for vitals and found the deceased cool to the touch. EMS Deputy Goodman, along with the deceased mother, Rita O'Brien, left the building, which was secured, and detectives were summoned. Detectives, detectives walked around the building and did not observe anything disturbed nor suspicious. Detectives entered the building and observed the deceased white female lying on her back in a mid-thigh sleeping gown. The deceased head was turned slightly to her left. She was lying in front of a recliner rocker chair. A large pooling of blood was observed on the floor to the left of the chair along the left side of the chair. The deceased was observed to have the deceased was observed to have blood on the left side of her head and a small pooling of blood under her head. A black-colored semi-automatic pistol was located on the right side of the deceased under her right arm. The body was found directly in front of the entrance door near the west wall of the building. A computer desk and computer was located on the northeast side of the inside of the building, and the cell phone was found and recovered from inside the top right drawer of the desk by Detective Decour. Disposed of notes... Disposed of notes were found and recovered by Detective Decor inside the trash. Okay, I'm going to read that one more time. Disposed of notes were found and recovered by Detective Decor inside the trash can directly inside the entrance door on the right along the east wall. Justice of the Peace Dunklin responded to the scene and gave permission for detectives to move the body of the deceased. A small shell case a small shell casing, 5.7 by 28 millimeters, was found underneath the deceased body. Detective Ikura recovered the pistol and shell casing. The spent projectile was found tangled in the hair of the deceased. We're moving on to page 9. On her right side, just above and behind the right ear. So let me read that sentence one more time. The spent projectile was found tangled in the hair of the deceased on her right side, just above and behind the right ear. The projectile was recovered by Detective Decor. I took possession from Detective Decor of the recovered items inside their respective packaging and retained custody of the items until we returned to our vehicles, at which time I placed them inside the trunk of Detective Decor's vehicle. The items included black FN pistol with magazine unfired rounds, spent casing, 
spent projectile, typed letters, iPhone. I briefly interviewed the recently divorced spouse of the deceased, Janes, who had been on scene since before detectives arrived while awaiting the arrival of J.P. Dunklin. Justice of the Peace, Dunklin. Brief synopsis of interview. Mr. Brian James stated that he and the deceased, Jennifer Janes, had been divorced since the summer of 2019 but were married for years and shared two nine-year-old twin boys. He stated that he did not choose the divorce. He was told by Jennifer earlier in the year she wanted a divorce and he found that she had a boyfriend. He said the divorce was amicable and that they did a pretty good job of co-parenting. He stated that she had also been placed on suicide watch in the summer and had been struggling with deep depression for a while. He said it was a total surprise, although not surprising, that she was dead because of her recent mental status. She had told him that she could not focus and could no longer write. She was a published novel writer. Mr. Jane stated that they texted each other last night, 11-24-2019, and she was to pick up the boys around 9 a.m. on 11-25-2019. He had not observed anything noticeably different of the past week or so. He felt there was something wrong when she did not show at 9 a.m. or call to pick up the boys. Mr. Jane stated that he had no idea where she could have gotten the firearm. He did not own firearms, and he does not know any friends or relatives who she would have, who she would go to obtain a firearm. I'm going to read that one more time. Mr. Jane stated that he had no idea where she could have gotten the firearm. He did not own firearms, and he does not know any friends or relatives who she would go to obtain a firearm. The interview of Mr. Jane's was recorded and a copy was provided to Detective Decor for the case file. Exact details of the interview can be obtained from the video recording. Detectives received verbal permission from the homeowner and mother of the deceased Mrs. Janes to inspect the bedroom of Mrs. Jennifer Janes' boyfriend, which was also shared by Mrs. Janes when he was in town and at the residence. Nothing of any obvious evidentiary matter was observed. The closet and bathroom contained both male and female clothing and items. A mattress was observed on the floor, and a chest of drawers contained miscellaneous personal items. Going to page 10 now. Uh, so that was Shepard. That was Officer Shepard. Now we'll go to Officer, Officer J. Decour. His number is 979. This is dated 1... 2000, this is dated 103.20 at 11.53 military time. Page number 10. Monday, November 25th, 2019. On this date, I was notified of a possible suicide involving Jennifer Janes at her residence located at 1327 Bridal Path, Lindale, Smith County, Texas. I was notified that patrol deputies were on scene and awaiting detectives' arrival. I then marked en route to the call location and arrived a short time later. Once arriving at the location, detectives were advised by Detective Wedgworth that the deceased, Janes, was in an office, standalone building that was located in the backyard and unattached to the residence. Detectives were informed that no persons or animals were in the building with Janes 
and the building had been secured by patrol deputies. At the location in the main residence were Jane's mother, Rita O'Brien, and her ex-husband, Brian Janes. Both appeared to be visibly upset and in a state of shock. Detective McClanahan and Shepard and I then walked through the main residence into the backyard into the building. The building was relatively small in size with one door into the structure and a single window which had an AC unit attached. Once in the single room building I observed an office-like room with a desk, computer, three bookshelves, three bookshelf-like stands, a table, and three chairs. I'm going to read that one more time. Once in the single room, once in the single room building, I observed an office-like room with a desk, computer, three bookshelf-like stands, a table, and three chairs. One of these chairs was a lounging-style chair with multiple blankets and a pillow on it. Jane's was found in this chair by O'Brien. Please see Detective McClanahan and Shepard's reports for more information. I then observed Jane's lying on her back on the ground with a large wound on the left side of her head. I next observed a black handgun lying on the left side of the chair when seated and Jane's right hand on the top of the weapon. On top of the weapon. So her right hand was on top of the weapon, even though she was left-handed. On the chair was a large amount of blood on the, on the left upper portion, with a large amount of pooling blood on the ground next to the left and behind the chair. I'm going to read that one more time. On the chair was a large amount of blood on the left upper portion, with a large amount of pooling blood on the ground next to left and behind the chair. And that's what we have so far. So... Thank, uh, thanks, thank you, Dan Hannon, for getting that. Um, and we'll see where we go from here. This was reported on eleven twenty-five, two thousand nineteen, at ten forty-nine military time. And this occurred between ten forty-nine on eleven twenty-five, two thousand nineteen, and ten forty-nine, um, eleven twenty-five. So. Okay, it's occurred within six seconds. <laughs> okay. Um, for now, I think that's it. Last radio log, fifteen seventeen eighteen, on eleven twenty-five. Um, that's all we have so far. Something to go on. <laughs>